What's up, guys? My name is Brendan Coletta with my new Offseason Blues podcast, where basically I just discuss all the major things that have happened this offseason, including the draft, since it's pretty late in, all big moves have already subsided, and this is my ranks of, rankings of them. So at number 25, this starts at the draft. Um, the Cardinals picking up Hakeem Butler. Since they picked up Kyler Murray and they don't really have an O-line and he's a mobile quarterback, their main goal is going to have is going to need to have an air raid offense, which basically means they're never really going to run the ball unless Kyler Murray has the ball in his hand. Because, I mean, with their O-line that can, couldn't really block, which is the main reason Josh Rosen didn't really succeed there, having Hakeem Butler with his huge body and skill will totally succeed through that offense and probably get him a pretty good spot of the uh, uh, offensive rookie of the year because he's just such a big dude and he's really fast too which is really surprising and I mean you can kind of compare him to DK Metcalf other than the fact that DK is way not way faster but definitely has a faster edge to him but he's just a perfect pick for their offensive scheme um you know another big thing that happened is the fact that the Eagles got Jordan Howard from the Bears for a bag of Cheetos, which is amazing because Jordan Howard has had a very solid career so far. He's only been in the league for a few years, but he's barely not broke a thousand yards each season. Like his rookie season in 2016, he got 1,300 yards, which is actually really good. Next thing you know, the Bears just decided to throw him out for a six round pick. And if I wanted to start an NFL team, that's what I want to go with. And I mean, like, since they've had Jay Ajayi at running back, and I don't even know who the running back is right now. It might still be Jay Ajayi, but he's such a nobody that it doesn't matter. This will be so good for them because he's really solid. Like, he's good at finding gaps, stuff like that. He's good when it comes to, like, receiving, of course, running. So that's going to be a really good addition to their offense. Um, One of the big signings, actually, this offseason was a Panthers signing the center, Matt Paradis, who's a veteran. Um, uh, what's his name? Cam Newton has had problems with injuries in the past, especially since his line has not really been able to hold up. And this is actually really good for them because they just released or their center actually retired. So Matt Paradis kind of sitting there waiting to be, waiting to be resigned. And this actually gives Cam Newton probably a little sense of reassurance because he now has a steady veteran blocker that knows what he's doing, very skilled, so this is going to be a very good addition to their O-line. Um, the Patriots, the next next one, I'm sorry, but um, the Patriots drafting Chase Winovich, I believe is how you pronounce it, at a 77th overall pick. Um, he is a very talented player, and he came from Michigan, and I don't understand how he lasted so long in the draft without being picked up. He is a very solid player to add onto their defense. I highly believe he is a linebacker. And I've seen some film on him. And he's actually very good. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, he's not going to make a huge like first year in the playoffs for himself. Because I don't really see him having that big ball of intensity but just the fact that the Patriots defense could use a little bit of work this is a very good thing to add on to their defense um 
Okay. The Jaguars drafting Jawan Taylor an O tackle at the 35th pick. Jawan Taylor's amazing at tackle. He is very good, very solid. Honestly, could be probably one of the best old linemen in the draft. And this would be very good because Nick Foles just got sent to the Jags. And now he has Jawan Taylor sitting there blocking for him. So that should be just straight up amazing for him to feel. Because, I mean, if I was sitting there playing QB because I'm a pocket passer, I'm going to want Jawan Taylor blocking for me. Because he doesn't let up sacks. He's really good at what he does and he knows exactly what he's doing. Um... Next thing, the Ravens signing Earl Thomas. This is huge. This is actually huge because they just let go Eric Weddle. And, you know, Eric, he was pretty old. I mean, he was he was keeping up with the league, but you could tell he was kind of falling off. But picking up Earl Thomas was such a good thing for them because, to my understanding, it wasn't too big of a contract either, I don't believe. But, I mean, he just came off of an injury from the Seahawks. And whenever he came off the field and flipped off his sideline, I was pretty sure that might have been, like, the last down he was ever playing for the Seahawks, obviously. But just the fact that the Ravens picked him up after letting go of one of their other safeties, this is an amazing pickup for them. And I actually very much respect him for it. Um, The 49ers signing Tevin Coleman from the Falcons um they got him for free agency which is very nice um I mean he's had some injuries um back and forth you know hasn't been anything too major he's pretty solid but I mean they haven't really had a solid running back recently and they got him for a decent contract so I mean why not get him because when he whenever he is feeling good and playing good he makes a huge impact on the game. Because a few years ago, he was having the highest amount of yards per carry. So honestly, if you want to get that on your team, I I do that too. Um, Broncos drafting Drew Locke in the draft. This is really good, other than the fact that Joe Flacco does not want to help him. And honestly, if I was Joe Flacco, I understand where he's coming from. Because he just got backed up to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And then he gets put onto the Broncos. And then he has another rookie trying to fight for a spot. I mean, I get why he doesn't when they gave up his spot. But at least help him out. He's totally denying giving him any help. And as much as that's like an annoying move for him to do, I really feel like Drew Locke can succeed in this league as like a decent quarterback or like a really good backup quarterback. And just the fact that he's backed up to Joe Flacco, honestly, if Joe Flacco gets hurt and Drew Locke starts doing decent, Joe Flacco's career is over and Drew Locke is the new starter to the Broncos. Um, the Browns trading for uh, Olivier Vernon. Um, this pick, I mean, the Giants made, I don't want to say questionable moves over this offseason, but obviously, I think people really misunderstood what they were doing I mean they got some good picks out of it they gave away OBJ which I'm going to talk about later and then Olivier Vernon and I mean he's a pretty solid player but I really feel like he's overrated he he didn't do that much for their team that that other D tackles could have done also 
for a lower price because he he begs for contracts and it's crazy because he plans to make 15 million a year in his new team with the Browns. I mean it's really good for the Browns because now their D-line is stacked. I don't necessarily know off the top of my head who their whole D-line is, but if I were if you were to show me what their D-line is after all the picks they've made this season, that's going to be unstoppable because I mean like they have Olivier Vernon, Miles Garrett, and then they picked up two other um, D lineman that that's scary. I would not want to go up against that. Um, Raven Raven signing Mark Ingram. Um, I thought this was okay, other than the fact that Lamar Jackson, you know, he's a very mobile QB, and then you have Mark Ingram. I mean, if you're picking up Mark Ingram for the fact that he could be like a receiving back, also, I guess I understand, other than the fact that. Lamar Jackson is also a mobile QB. But, I mean, it's not a bad pickup. You know, Mark Ingram, pretty solid. I mean, he was backed up to Alvin Kamara at the Saints. But he was very solid. I mean, he definitely should be a starter. He shouldn't have been a backup other than the fact that he was behind uh, behind Alvin Kamara. But I think he will do good there if Lamar Jackson understands that he can make a difference in the team and Lamar doesn't have to take the ball every single play. Um... Let's see. Um, the Browns drafting Greedy Williams, the corner. Greedy Williams is really good. Got him in, I believe, the second round. Yes, the second round. Um, very solid. Um, pretty sure he's a man defender. He had a very solid college career, and I truly feel like he's going to have a very good career in the NFL if he gets the right teaching because he's not that big of a dude but I think if he gets like the right footwork and the in the right coaching he he might be unstoppable like I could see him being a very good corner in the league um the Bills drafting Ed Oliver at number nine I can't believe he lasted this long Ed Oliver is an amazing player all around and I cannot wait to see what he does in the league especially for the Bills because I feel like he fits the bell. He fits the bill scheme really well, and honestly, I don't really have that much else to say about it. I just know after seeing him play, he's a dominant player, and I cannot wait to see him in the league. Because that, oh my god, that's gonna be amazing. Um, let's see. Um, the Bears signing Clinton Dix. So this is good because they got rid of Amos and gave him to the Packers. But I mean. Dix is like he, he's a solid player, but whenever you get rid of Adrian Amos, it you go from like an A rating to a B minus rating, but at least you have a safety still there. Cause I mean like he could still make plays, he could still ball hawk from time to time. But I mean it, it's good, but I could definitely see them making better plays. Cause I mean like I'm pretty sure at the time that they were looking for a safety, Earl Thomas was still on the board. And maybe because Earl Thomas wanted too much money, they didn't pick him up. But, I mean, Clint Dix, he's solid. I appreciate it. So, I mean, I hope he does good there. Um, the Rams signing Eric Weedle from the Ravens. I don't really know how I feel about this. Because, I mean, like like I said earlier, he's getting old. Like, he, he's barely solid, like I've said. He's starting to fall off. Like, he knows where he is but he's starting to fall off in the league. 
But I think with the Rams, he'll be okay. The problem is for the Rams is that they have such an old secondary. Like they have Akeem Talib, they have Eric Weedle, have a, they have somebody else. Um, they have the two twins who I'm pretty sure are like in their 30s by now. So at some point, their cap is going to drop and then they won't have enough money to get in the rest of the players that they need in the secondary. I don't know how they're going to recover from all this cap they're spending. It's amazing. Um, the Patriots trading for Michael Bennett from the Eagles. This was a very solid pick because Michael Bennett, he, I mean, he's starting to get old, but he's still a very effective player. Um, I could see him doing good here, but I mean, he's 33 years old. Um, he got nine sacks last year. Not too bad, you know, rocking the small pads. I mean, I could see him doing good here. I could see him doing decent, maybe not too much, but I mean, you know, congratulations to the Patriots. You might get a ring, you know, woohoo. Next. Um, the Redskins drafting Dwayne Haskins at number 15. Um, Dwayne Haskins, he's kind of overrated. He's, I, I don't want to say he's bad. But everyone's treating him that like he's going to be the savior to the Redskins and he's going to do really good there. And I really do not think he's going to do amazing there. But just for the fact that like I, I don't I don't really see him having that mentality that's going to carry a team like the Redskins. Because the Redskins aren't that good. You know, they had Alex Smith who just got an insane leg injury. They just had Reuben Foster who just got an ACL tear and maybe even an artery rupture. I mean, that team is going downhill due to injuries. And I really don't think that Dwayne Haskins can sit there and just carry a team on his back like that. Because they really don't have anybody to help him out. I mean, I wish the best of luck for him. I really hope he does good there. But I, I don't really know how that's going to turn out. Um, Okay, this is probably one of my favorite picks in the whole draft. The Steelers trading up to get Devin Bush at number 10. Devin Bush is probably probably the most outstanding inside linebacker of the whole draft. He runs, I think, like a 4-4-4-5-40. He gets the ball so fast, and he makes clean tackles, and he knows exactly where to be. This man is going to be insane in the league. He, he just has an amazing football IQ, and you don't really get that from too many rookies because, you know, they're rookies, they're coming out of college, but... He's just so fast and so talented that, especially with the Steelers, I think he's going to have an amazing impact there. Um, the Jaguars signing Nick Foles, um, just to be straight up, I don't, I don't think he's going to have the same impact. You know, they don't really have an amazing team. They've kind of just been like underground for the past few years, ever since that one playoff run that they had. Um, I mean... I, he deserves to be on a team where he does well. Because, I mean, he took the Eagles to the playoffs. And he won them a Super Bowl. So, he obviously knows what he's doing. I just don't think he could be with any other team than the Eagles. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. Um, Dolphins trading for Josh Rosen. Um, this was kind of a weird pick to me. Because they got Fitzpatrick like a few weeks before they made the trade. But, the problem is with Josh Rosen is that he's a pocket passer kind of guy. And he needs to be in the pocket. And the Dolphins do not have a very good line. You know, because Cardinals, their line was like an F. They sucked. Um, Dolphins, I mean, they're all right. They could kind of hold up. Not really. I don't really know how it's going to work for them. 
But I heard that Josh Rosen and Fitzpatrick will actually be competing for a spot. And I can't wait to see how that goes because Fitzpatrick, I'm sorry, no, Josh Rosen offered, um, what's his name, Colin Murray, his old house in Arizona, gave him a personal farewell. And I mean, that, that's a very respectable guy right there. I really hope he does well with the Dolphins. I hope he starts. And I can't wait to see him play there, honestly. All right. And for the top two, I have Antonio Brown to the Raiders and OBJ to the Browns. First, I want to talk about Antonio Brown going to the Raiders. Um, I think he will do good there, but I am not a real big Antonio fan just for the fact that he's such a diva. And, I mean, how do you leave your team after just bugging everybody and then go off on one of your supposedly, like, best friends from your past, uh, from your past team, Juju? I don't understand how you can't like Juju. So whenever Antonio Brown went off on Juju, he lost a ton of respect for people. I mean, Antonio, I I can't say Juju is better than Antonio because Antonio is obviously better and more skilled, but he just doesn't really have, he's not really in the position where he could just sit there and talk trash to everybody. But I mean, him and Derek Carr, you know, back to that, him and Derek Carr, I could see that going well. Um, I wish them the best. And I, I really want to see how that goes because that's a huge change. But hold on. I, I really need to see this real quick because I'm pretty sure that basically they traded away like some not that big picks for Antonio, like a first and a third or something like that. It, it wasn't big picks. And I don't understand how you could have a superstar Antonio and not want like a first and a second out of him because he has that kind of talent so you're basically just wasting your time and you just wasted um your talent for just some basic picks but i mean it's them they do whatever they want to do i mean they got devin bush so i can't really blame them you know that was an amazing pick but now to obj the browns this is a like no matter what the biggest thing that has happened over this offseason that was huge but I mean, I think it was a very good call for the Giants to trade him and for the Browns to pick him up. Because I mean, Odell and Jarvis Landry have a connection together. Obviously, they played at LSU, I believe. And uh, Baker Mayfield, he loves them both, you know. They all kind of have that like very competitive and playful mindset. So honestly, all three of them lined up on offense, that'll be so deadly and so fun to watch. I mean, Jarvis didn't have an insane year last year. But I think now that Odell is there, one of his past friends, that is going to be an amazing lineup. But, you know, this offseason has been very eventful. And I'm really happy that I got to be a part of it, look into it and stuff like that. And, yeah, I really hope it continues to be that way. Um, I can't wait for the season, you know, because it takes way too long after the Super Bowl ends. Honestly, they really need to shorten it down a little bit. Um, But, yeah. That's my podcast. Um, Hopefully you all enjoyed. I might make a second podcast soon. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. Goodbye.